0: It is 10 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Annabelle Liberta, who is the Chief Executive Officer at the Southern African Music Rights Organization, um, which has recorded a 15% increase in revenue over the past 12 months uh, to five hundred and ninety-three million rand in 2023. The organization has tightened its belt and lowered its cost to income ratio to share some of the insights from the performance and how this development will benefit artists. We are joined by the CEO, Annabelle. Annabelle. well, good evening. Thank you so much for making time for us. So, what do you attribute uh, this increase to?
1: Good evening, Aldrin, and good evening to the listeners. Um, it's attributable firstly to I think improved uh, collection practices. We have, as you indicated, uh, focused a lot on expenditure management, and therefore, directly seeking to reduce the costs that we that we spend for operational purposes. But also, um, I think we've really focused on licensees and licensing the, the under-licensed, but making sure that we are collecting from music users who do have licenses across the spectrum of users. And,
0: and, and with that said, where would Samro say some of the leakages have been identified where you had some of the leaks coming through?
1: I wouldn't necessarily call them leakages. I think it's, uh, it's areas of improvement that we seek to attain. So we know that uh, South Africans generally, from a compliance point, we're not uh, a compliant nation. So we are under-collecting from music users. So uh, the conversations and the negotiations that we constantly are having with users of music, which belongs to our members who are copyright owners, we desperately, definitely need to be improving on the collections and the licensing of the licensing. Um So that's one area of our concern. I think... Uh, we've improved on, obviously, as I said, the, the cost-to-income ratio, where we have seen improvements and not necessarily leakages in the way that we are redirecting um, our efforts to making sure that members accrue the most benefit, therefore the greatest value from the Royal
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is that that cost to income ratio for me, it's quite a significant um, a, a significant achievement here. If you at some point were standing at 50 percent and yeah. now, sorry, 40 percent, and it's now decreased to 25 percent. So yeah. something did happen. I know that you don't want to refer to it as leakages, but there's something that was happening there where for every one rand, 40 rand was spent on expenditure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Look, I I think one would uh, would attest that to um, uh, lack of efficiencies and prudent cost management and expenditure management. So we've taken a very deliberate focus on uh, forecasting better, on budgeting better, on making sure that where we do definitely need the resources, we allocate them accordingly because we know that every rent spent will accrue greater benefits to members. So the opposite of it is that, you know, we've tightened our bells extremely over the, the, the period that we've been reporting these financial figures for to make sure that more money does actually accrue to our members. So it has been a combination of activities, a combination of efforts that really said we in some instances, we don't need the resources that we are expending to chase after the royalty revenue that yep. we to, uh to the organization and directly to our members.
0: And speak to us about the impact that um, streaming services have had on um, how Samro goes about it, its business and also the revenue that it's able to collect.
1: We've we seen a, a growth in the right direction in terms of digital uh, streaming platforms. So that would be... The Netflix, iTunes, Amazon Music, uh, the like of um, subscription-based streaming services and we have uh, recorded a nine percent growth specifically in the money in the in the license fees that we're collecting from digital service platforms Um, and globally that is uh, in the right direction so there is alignment from a local South African context in terms of what is happening globally and we do expect that uh, the digital stream itself will become uh, a huge driver going forward for where revenue sits for members. So it is an area of growth and we pay in particular attention to raising revenues from those particular uh, streaming platforms.
0: Is Samro at all involved in conversations with um, streaming services or even social media platforms where they um, allow for music to be used from artists but then there are disputes that are raised by recording labels and so forth that they're not getting uh, money for their buck? Uh,
1: we're not involved at the international level and you yep. might be citing the the most recent decision by Universal Music yes. Group to, uh, to pull all the repertoire from TikTok specifically and different jurisdictions have got um, different norms and standards or practices that apply. Suffice to say that the context in South Africa is slightly different you know in that we are seeing more positive responses to uh, DSPs from all the negotiation processes that we undertake with them, and that there generally is a, um, a recognition of the need to comply and to compensate music users accordingly. So it's not it's not a uh, um, I wouldn't say it's a direct relationship with yep. the international group with what we've seen the, the, the Universal Group do, but we are positively uh, growing awareness and stakeholder management in that respect for, from a local perspective. Yep.
0: D- does it concern you at all, um, that particular relationship between the record labels as well as the streaming service, considering, for instance, the work that you are doing as as Samro, which is of course also speaks to looking after artists?
1: Yeah, look, um, Alden, I'd say that uh, obviously uh, healthy relations between the, the record labels and the DSPs does go well ultimately for creators, and that's, that's all that we should be worried about, and I think everybody uh, recognizes that, and we, our efforts are in pushing that particular agenda. But at the same time, uh, it's an area that I don't speak on behalf of record labels, yeah. I don't speak on behalf of the DSPs themselves. But I know that uh, the, hel- the healthy music ecosystem is greatly dependent on the reciprocal um, bilateral agreements that are then signed and ag- in acknowledgement of creators' work and the value that is required for that for creators.
0: And then what about the relationship that Samro has with uh, with your clients, the artist, um, last yes. year after the passing on? of Zahara, the Minister of Arts and Culture, Zizu Godwa, said that there was a meeting that happened between the CEO, I I assume that it's yourself, as well as the chairperson, and they committed, um, well rather said that I challenged Samro to protect the well-being and livelihood of musicians. I'm pleased and, Mm -hmm. uh, and support of Samro's ongoing investigation of the exploitation of musicians by record labels.
1: Uh, so, yes, that meeting was with uh, the chairperson, myself, and, uh, and Minister Goddard. And in the meeting, there was a discussion about, you know, the well-being generally of artists. And I think that the minister expressed his sentiments about uh, seeking to to see that musicians are taking care of an artists generally. Uh, we did indicate in the meeting to the minister that our mandate as a, an NPC is very limited to our members who we represent We do not represent the music industry in its entirety, and and hence my comment earlier on about a a well-functioning music industry ecosystem is ultimately good for creators. So, for example, if I might add, Aldrin, we take care of our members through uh, a retirement annuity fund that we have established that benefits members directly as well as a a funeral cover, among many other um, sort of corporate social investment programs that we have. But I I do think that it's a much broader conversation that not only includes Samro, but also includes other stakeholders in the value chain who operate in the industry and want to see a a healthy and functioning music industry. Because again, ultimately, you know, we all exist to make sure that it's the creators who accrue greatest benefit.
0: And uh, what do your books tell us about um, the unclaimed royalties and also companies, entities that owe Samro?
1: Well, let me start with uh, undocumented works that you might be referring to as unclaimed royalties. So, we've uh, we realized that it's a, it's a liability that sits on our balance sheet and it's money that does not belong to SAMRO. So, over the years, we've uh, been focus- working together with our publisher and composer author members um, to make sure that that liability is reduced, in that, we seek greater transparency in the work that sits within that particular pool for unclaimed royalties so that the creators themselves can then claim um, music that belongs to them. And I must say, there has to be a legitimate claims of use. We have approved with the board um, um, a policy that will help us rec- decrease that percentage going forward. Um, if that money does then sit within the liability and the balance sheet of Samro, we, uh, once it's prescribed, we, we allocate it back into the pool that then gets distributed back to members. So um, it's an area of great concern, and as I said, we've got programs because we know where the root cause of the, um, of the, pro- of the problem emanates from. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in response to your, to your other question, um, sorry, Aldrin, i just... Sure. I just, uh, that you is
0: companies that owe Samro.
1: Oh, right, right, right. So uh, I would greatly encourage music users to do the right thing by paying for that copyright that doesn't belong to them, firstly, and we do that through licensing. Secondly, if you are infringing or you are not complying with the obligations as per the license agreement, we will have no other recourse but to take legal action because we are um, custodians of our member's copyright, and therefore members entrust us to pursue those uh, music users who are not compliant. So we will take legal action as is required. And for music users who are not licensed, please note that we will actually be coming and knocking on your door. Because the time has come in South Africa when we have to recognise the value of music, and we cannot be going after music users and pleading for them to do the right thing. We expect them to do the right thing, and the act compels us as a CMO to seek the right thing to be done for copyright owners.
0: Yeah, are, are you able to quantify how much is owed to Samro? Uh,
1: unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to do that because okay. um, there's the variation in terms of the tariffs. There's different different users. So a broadcaster would not have the same. Mm-hmm. Karen, for example, as a, um, you know, a pub or restaurant or retail store. So it, it's very difficult to quantify. But suffice to say that we set ourselves a target of um, achieving one billion rand by FY26. And we believe that, that uh, one billion rand is attainable because we know that music uh, usage forms part and parcel of the, the DNA of many organizations. And so you can imagine having a radio station where there's no music, right? In yep. in every aspect of daily life, there's music infused in that. So we do believe that that one billion grand is a, a representation of the money that is available for collection um, that is due to our rights holders.
0: Okay, thank you so much for your time. Um, that is Enabel Liberte, who is a Chief Executive Officer at Samro.